Coca-Cola Podcast. Podcast number one hundred. This is part one of three, and we're excited to be here. We podcast long, we podcast strong. We don't always have a topic, but we hope that's okay. Here's Michael Gray, Paul Franzen, and Christian Porter today. Hello. And welcome to Game Cola Podcast number 100. This is part one of three. There will actually be three different podcasts representing the three different eras of the podcast. I'm Michael Gray. I was the original host of the podcast in the beginning. I brought my old piano out of storage. Also out of storage, I brought Game Cola's creepy old uncles, Paul Franzen and Christian Porter, and, well, me. Today on this episode, we will be talking about Nickelodeon, uh, video games, we'll be talking about Scott Adams' text adventure games, we'll be talking about how we don't like Batman, and Phoenix Wright, it's gonna be fun. Hello everybody, and welcome to episode 100 of the Game Cola podcast. I am Michael Gray, I'll be your host today. With me is Paul Franzen and Christian Porter. Hey everyone. Oh, we blew it already. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> we This this isn't an important podcast, nobody's going to listen to it. Okay, that's good, that's good. Uh, I'm Paul Franzen, I'm Game Cola's founder and former editor-in-chief, and now I just kind of show up like... The weird uncle who thinks he's cool, basically. And I'm Christian Porter. I used to write for Game Cola, and now I am a weird uncle. <laughs> it's okay. I'm I'm a weird uncle too. Actually, I felt bad about not writing something for Game Cola, so I made fun of. I wrote an article recently making fun of the new Professor Layton game. Yes, yes, I enjoyed that <laughs> about uh, about Professor Layton being a deadbeat dad. <laughs> yeah, because um, next game stars his daughter, who we've never heard of before in any of the games ever. Yeah, and the and they had a mobile game like a few years ago, the Leighton Brothers, mm-hmm. starring uh, one or more sons that we'd never heard of before either. It was one son, and the the plot twist is he's got like multiple personality disorder. Oh wow, I didn't get that far apparently. That, that they, it's revealed at like the very end of the game. Oh, by the okay, way, yeah, his definitely. his evil brother is actually him. Yeah, no, the the Phoenix Wright one is the only Professor Layton game I've ever gotten to the end of. Okay, so I think that's enough video games for now. I wanted to talk about how uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Do you guys hear that they're doing a Legends of the Hidden Temple movie? Yes. Yeah, I did. Is that the best? I'm really excited about this. Is it like? <laughs> I didn't hear all the details though. Is this like a big Hollywood production no, or what? It's, it's just going to be on TV. That's uh, I mean, it, better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's part of a few. Like they're also doing a new Hey Arnold movie and uh, allegedly a Rocco's Modern Life movie, which is just fantastic. But wow. uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple really, really has me going right now, just for the reason that um, they like sent a rocket ship to Mars to collect Kirk Fogg to bring him back to for this. 
which I'm, I'm just so excited about that. There's a short film on the internet with Kirk Fogg in it, though, referencing uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> oh, really? Some com- yeah, it's like a comedy thing. I oh. I forget any details about it, but I think it was like... Actually, I think it was him like trying to get a date later on <laughs> post-Legend of the Hidden Temple. And he just yeah. always went back to, hey, Olmec, just was always on, on the game show host mode. Oh, yeah, a lot of the um, the comments I saw on the trailer for the new movie were ta- were like from people who had crushes on Kirk Fogg when when they were little, and and now they're they're not they're not as happy. But that's fine. People get old. I was just gonna comment on how weird it is to have a crush on Kirk Fogg go- growing up, but then I realized the incredible crush I had on Maura Quirk. So. Well, that, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> you think you think. Olmec would just be his wingman, and he'd be able to get all the ladies, but no. So, wait, wait, wait. You, you, going back to the, the Hey Arnold movie, is this like... Yes, yes. I mean, are there any details? Because I know what, what they were going to do was they were originally going to have like a Hey Arnold movie trilogy, but the first okay. Hey Arnold movie bombed, so they turned the second one into the series finale. So is this like the third of the planned trilogy? or is Maybe. It really- I, I read that it's it's supposed to take place like... It, I mean, it's supposed to be like a follow-up to the end of the series. Like they said, they were going to be answering uh, some questions that were left open. So, yeah, I imagine that's the case. Uh, there was something about them following up on who Arnold's parents are, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. Bed. So it yeah. sounds like it was just the third movie that was originally planned 15 yeah. years ago, and <laughs> now they can make yeah. it for super cheap. But it looks cool. Like I, I, I saw some um, some sketches of what the characters are going to look like, and everyone, you know, like they look the same. They're not like you know, edging them up for the cool kids of 2016, which I think is, I mean, they still look like the dorky Hey Arnold characters, which I think is fantastic. And it sounds like they got most of the original cast, too. They got the voice of Arnold, but it sounds like that person's playing a different character. Maybe their their voice has aged too much in the last 20 years or something. But it, it sounds like it's going to be a fairly faithful recreation of Hey Arnold. So, thumbs up. Well, didn't his friend, like, change voices three times? Did he? Because I, rem- I remember what they did was, if you saw the episode where his friend got his con- his tonsils taken out. Yes. And that was an in-universe excuse for why his voice changed. Oh, that's Because so they funny. got tired of replacing that character. I think that's the story behind that. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I just got really excited when I was watching a, a pro wrestling show the other day and they referenced the Stoop Kid episode of Hey Arnold. It was just like the most esoteric pop culture reference you could possibly <laughs> come up with. It was amazing. Who, uh, if I recall, was voiced by Bobby Budnick from Salute Your Shorts. Nickelodeon had quite a, a stable <laughs> that they would always pull from. Yeah, but yeah, and then uh, so and Rocco's Modern Life—that's the newest one that uh, that the rumor is. I think that one's going to come out a lot later. Um, they haven't released any details about that one yet. Is that but... going to be live action? <laughs> it should be. It should be. Uh, Carlos—I don't know his last name—but the guy that did the voice for Rocco's Modern Life, he was on uh, Reno 911. Really? Wait, yeah. who was he? Uh, I can't. I can't think yeah. of the name of the guy. I wouldn't know the characters' names anyway. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure why I asked. IMDB, come on. <laughs> no, it, uh, getting back to actual video games, though, I remember uh, okay. IMDBing um, 
the culprit from Nancy Drew number four. I, I don't know why I was looking up Nancy Drew voice actors, but apparently her voice actor's credit is um, she's the culprit in Nancy Drew number four, and in 2012, she was voted Seattle's best bartender by the Seattle <laughs> Times. <laughs> Like, I don't know if her career went up or down after (laughs) Nancy Drew. (laughs) Video games. So uh, there's a new Nancy Drew game allegedly coming out next month. Is that true? Um, No, nobody knows when it's coming out. (laughs) When was the last, the last, they used to release like two games a year and then the last game was like, March of last year. Yeah, no, I was, I was looking, I was, I don't know why I was, but I was looking up information about, it's the, the Salem whatever game. Yeah, and Midnight there was, Salem. I found, I found an announcement from it from, like, 2015. Like, what's the, why? Why is it not out yet? Like, the entire Oarock Studios library has come out since this game was announced. <laughs> well, well, the story storyline behind that is, um, they had, I, I guess the company is not doing so well, and they had to let go of a lot of people. So they had to get rid of like pretty much their entire art art crew and the programmers. Oh. I don't know what's a nice way to say it, but apparently the company has like stalkers who who like followed them up on LinkedIn and some other job oh. website to keep track of these people. <laughs> it seems seems creepy to me, but that's how we know that the, you know they let they let go a bunch of people and. Oh, okay. Well, I wonder. Uh, I wonder how badly the next game has to do before we can get the Nancy Drew license for ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, considering oh. that they sold the license to like, what's that game? DX or no? I mean, THQ. That you know those guys, mm-hmm. and they made some really awful Nancy Drew games for the handheld. For the DS. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, did they make the uh, the Wii one too, or who was that? That was um, that was Sega, but I mean, okay. it really wasn't Sega. It was them porting it. You know, they handed the job off to somebody else, who handed the job off to somebody else, who ported the game to Wii. Okay. Okay. And thought, hey, you know, an adventure game where you have a four second delay in between every single screen, people will put up with that, right? <laughs> so speaking of adventure games, didn't you play like an old adventure game recently? Uh, me? Probably. Uh didn't you just like oh, no. post it the world's first adventure game with pictures? <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't playing it. I've been reading this blog, uh it's called uh The Adventure Gamer, where it's a it's a bunch of different bloggers like going through basically the history of adventure games and writing uh, what basically amount to let's play videos, but they're written articles. So like each, you know, they go paragraph by paragraph talking about their experiences through the games. So I was I was reading about that one and getting uh, inspired by the art style. I think we could probably do something like that. But <laughs> it's a really good blog, actually. If anyone's interested in adventure games, you should check it out. It's a uh, advgamer.blogspot.com. Like the past, like year i've been trying to catch up on them because they've been doing this since like 2013 uh they just i think they just got up to monkey island too oh they're thorough yeah uh but yeah no i wasn't i wasn't actually playing i don't think i could uh could play it it wouldn't go well um 
I'm really bad at those old adventure games where you can get stuck and die and miss items and stuff like that. I, I like I love everything about about like old Sierra games, uh, except uh, at times playing them. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> like I really enjoy watching people play them. I really enjoy reading about the history of the company, reading about the games they make. But I get I get so stressed out trying to play them. Like, cause some of them, like you can you can be playing for hours and hours and hit a dead end. Like it's rough. <laughs> It's yeah. rough. I, I kind of feel the same way. I've barely really stuck my toes in that water just because I know yeah. I could be playing for hours and die and then get super angry. Yeah, you forgot to, like, kill the rat and, you know, 30 minutes into the game and that gets you stuck six hours into uh, King's yeah. Quest 2, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Did the blog ever go into like the Scott Adams uh, text adventure games? No, see, well, see, that's why. Um, that's how uh, Mystery House. That's the game I was re- we were referencing before. Uh, that's how that came out. So they started with I don't even remember the name of the game, but they started in like 1984 with specifically point and click adventure games. Um, but they've also like since then been recently going back and doing what they called missed classics, where they are going back and doing some of these like older ones that that they kind of skipped before so that's why uh mystery house just came up so i i imagine some scott adams games will be coming up as well okay because i i mean i've never played any of these scott adams games but the way i've heard it described is sort of like um how they describe agatha christie writings where it's basically the person was the head of the field and every game had some sort of crazy plot twist or new idea that nobody had come up with before yeah i feel like it's like, well, it's great to have that reputation, but after a while, you've got to run out of ideas. <laughs> you can only have so many surprise murderers in, in your mystery books. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why we have to invent our own genre, I think. Uh, so we can, you know, really blaze some territory, make stuff no one's ever never thought of before. So even if, like, for example, the graphics are all photos and people complain about it, it'll still be cool because it's a, it's a unique gameplay. It was the first. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Not that I'm annoyed about people's reaction to Cat President or anything. Really, people hate it because the their yeah, photos. I, I, I don't. I I complain. I complain about the complainers, but really, it's like a small fraction of the feedback. Like, if you look at the Steam page, it's it's uh, like almost all positive reviews. There's like two negative, and everything else is is talking about how it's a great game, and they laughed a lot and stuff like that. Just don't uh, really anyone. Put, you really should have put some cat videos in there. If there's one thing the internet really needs more of, <laughs> it is cat videos. There's a real hole. Yeah. See, that's, a, <laughs> that's the problem is that neither of us actually owns a cat, which really caused some, <laughs> some issues for us. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, Michael and I released a game uh, a couple of weeks ago, a, a visual novel dating sim uh, called Cat President, a more perfect union uh, where you follow... Uh, one of six cats on the campaign trail and possibly fall in love with them. It's a very good game. See, I'm just surprised that the visual novel genre just doesn't go with pictures more often because it's a lot more effort to, like, draw out characters (laughs) and give them lots of poses. It's a lot easier to just steal pictures (laughs) from Flickr. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's that's what's kind of interesting about the feedback is that the like the most negative stuff in that regard has been coming from like super visual novel fans who like expect a real high level of of drawn, uh, specifically anime art. Although I guess it doesn't have to be that, but 
but they get upset when it's not that and you know i mean it, <laughs> and a lot i mean a lot of people talk about how too the um or i shouldn't say a lot but people have talked about how a lot of the images in the game uh were from Flickr or from other stock websites but uh, a significant portion of them too were also taken by us or by our friends like it's not all stock art like i i spent days just like driving around getting pictures for this game specifically going to like weird shady malls and, and bars and stuff like that to get the perfect backgrounds wasn't there like you had me when i got stuck at the airport yes. <laughs> in like ohio or somewhere you just said michael just take a bunch of pictures yeah it was really helpful i needed all those those backstage meeting room shots yeah that one really great background with a uh, what was it, like some kind of birds painted on the wall. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, it's the yes, Cincinnati Airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like when uh, this, we were working in the game at the same time that my wife Lizzo was uh, uh, being flown around the country doing job interviews. So every time they put her up in a hotel, I would make sure to get a hotel picture. That's why we were able to get like eighteen different hotel photos in the game. I mean, that's the other thing too, like. If we were drawing these, or if more likely paying someone to draw these, like we would not have been able to have the number of backgrounds, the number of scenes in this game that we have. Like there's like a hundred and ten different scenes that you visit in this game. It would have been like fifteen <laughs> if we were paying someone to draw them. Would have really limited the scope of the game. Everybody uses the exact same hotel every single time. Yeah, that's what it would have been, exactly. Like, there would have been one hotel, there would have been one debate, there would have been one airport, like, everything would have looked exactly the same, and I don't know, I think it would have been more dull. And the same thing with, like, the uh, the cat photos, too, like, and I'm sorry I'm going on about this, but I haven't had an outlet for this since <laughs> forever. Um, the cat photos, too, like, I really think that the game would lose something in its like silliness and its comedy without the the cat photos i think they really like help enhance the general weirdness of the game i think i think it would it would be less funny if they were just like anime yeah. drawings or whatever it is it's a stylistic choice it is funnier that way yeah, exactly <laughs> it's it's kind of that that joy of fmv that that we like as well Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> No, has the blog gone up? Is the blog going to cover FMV games? Uh, I, FMV adventure games specifically, yeah. Like they're gonna get to Phantasmagoria and uh, Gabriel Knight too. Actually, they might have already. I'm, I'm still like, I'm only in uh, December 2014. So, <laughs> in, in, yeah, reading posts. Yeah, because so. wasn't like Phantasmagoria released on Steam recently? Yes, it yeah. was. A whole bunch of Sierra games were... It's actually on Humble Bundle right now. Mm. Yes. Did you get it? Yeah, I did. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought like... I had it already. I was amazed I didn't already have it, so I was like, all right, give me that. Yeah, well, a bunch of the games in that bundle, I don't... Not all of them, but a bunch, like, just, like, were released on Steam two days ago. <laughs> like, before the bundle came out. Kind of kind of got a feel for the people who bought the games right, right then and, <laughs> and didn't wait two days. But yeah, it's fantastic. It's yeah, you know, like it's like all of what like Police Quest and and Space Quest, fantastic. I love Police Quest. Uh, and if like you pay the twenty dollar tier, you get the brand new King's Quest game that just came out, or that it's an episodic game, so it's in the process of coming out. Uh, but like it sells by itself for thirty dollars. So oh, that's nice. Yeah. I was kind of bummed out though because a lot of the humble bundles now, like the high level, has a shirt. I wanted a shirt. I wanted, like, a Phantasmagoria shirt or something. 
be so cool. But they skimped oh. out. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I actually haven't, like, as much as I've been, like, I, I mentioned on Twitter and stuff, I didn't actually uh, buy it myself because I own almost all of those games on, some of them, like, three or four, like, the King's Quest series, I own, like, three or four different versions of it at this point, I think. Like, I can line the boxes up on my shelf. But uh, I think a t-shirt would have pushed me over the edge. So, uh, what what video games has everyone been playing? Right now, I don't even know why, but I'm in the middle of No Man's Sky. <laughs> I've been done with it since an hour after I played it, but it's it has this like mobile game feel to it, where you just keep going back and you're like, I'm just gonna shoot a few more rocks, and you don't know why, but you have to. <laughs> I. Uh... I, I shudder to think what you've been naming creatures and planets and things like that. <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing? Oh, I thought Actually, that was a thing. No, that a no, thing I have. No, I'm kidding. Yes, oh, okay. it, all terrible, horrible things. For a while, I, it, that even grew thin after a while. I was just like, whatever. Like, I just discover new things every two steps I take. So I can only type in so many vulgarities until I'm like, all right, all right, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so um, this is going to be a weird transition, but with with Pokemon Go, I know you've played it, Paul. Is it, of course. It, so I, I have no idea how gyms work. I tried them out. It's basically you go there, uh, pick a Pokemon, and then watch as they die instantly. That, that's how it's worked for me. Got it. But is it a yeah. thing for people to come up with like ridiculous names for a Pokemon that's on the gym? Because the gym leader Pokemon gets seen by everyone. I hope it is. It should no, be. No, you actually can't see the name of other people's Pokemon on the gym. Really? Yeah, because for a long time I was capturing gyms thinking I was being clever and using them as a billboard. So I named all my Pokemon <laughs> NeonBomb.com. Yes. So I would put them in gyms hoping it was a billboard. And oh, then man. I realized you can't see that. You can only see that it's like a Rattata or something. Oh. Wait, is your is your store a Pokestop? Next door is a Pokestop, okay. so I kind of pretend like it is, and there's <laughs> a gym a block away. That's awesome. Like um, some of the local businesses around here, uh, not as much lately. I think the game's started to uh, die down, but they'll like you know put lures down basically all day to kind of draw people. Like there was an ice cream stand where they kept putting lures down to get people to come over there and buy ice cream. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that too. Yeah, oh, I think that's fantastic. <laughs> okay. It was great the first week or two, but then the, the games really died down. It's amazing how they let that cash cow just go. Yeah, they, they just let it die, and I don't know how they could fail at making that just a huge billion dollar <laughs> phenomena. Well, and now it is, yeah. it is such like just shallow gameplay. I think and, like yeah. if if they'd been able to spend more time working on it and adding more stuff like they're I'm sure they're going to be rolling out new features but if they had some of that stuff in from the beginning maybe it would have been yeah. able to keep people in a little longer and it was broken for so long that people were just like I'm good yeah <laughs> oh I mean I I never like once got the little pokemon radar thing to work like that just that was just <laughs> nonsense to me it was just a, a random images on my phone that meant nothing in the real world I successfully tracked a Gengar, and I was really happy. <laughs> well, no, I mean, they did announce, like, the new feature that they're making is uh, some buddy system. 
but I don't know. Yes. No, it's something like you choose one of your Pokemon to tag along with you, and it levels up when you walk. Is that it? Or gains power or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, I um, avoid walking at all costs. That's no good. <laughs> well, I, I think what they really need, and this isn't going to happen, but I really need the app to be able to count steps for hatching eggs and for this stuff without me, like, having the app be the main thing I'm running, because, like, you know, I'll, I'll have my phone out when I'm going out for, like, a run or whatever. I'd love for that to count for my Pokemon, but it can't because I'm playing music or, like, I'm, you know, tracking my miles or whatever. I need yeah. that as the prim- primary window. So, man, my, my I would have, like, the most, like, swole Pokemon team right now. Yeah, and if they think I can keep that open all day, they are really flattering their battery <laughs> optimization because that's not a thing that can happen. Oh, it's still my favorite thing when the when the game like was first released, just seeing like packs of like twenty somethings like jacked into their power source around like oh, yeah. strapped around their Oh, I love that. <laughs> that was amazing. At the very first week was actually astonishing, just going downtown and I would see like fifty people just huddled around nothing. <laughs> but they'd all be huddled around it and it was it was amazing to see. It was really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a really cool like tool for getting people to go outside. And I wish <laughs> they were able to to follow through on it a little. I mean, I don't know. Maybe by the time this podcast comes out, they'll release the new update, and everyone will be obsessed with it again. But I kind of feel like it it, it burned brightly, and it's done at this point. <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. It's at least dying down a bit to the hardcore fans. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, our library has a local library is take a picture of a Pokemon well with your library card in the picture and they'll they'll give you a free Pokemon card. That's pretty cool. So um, uh, the daughter collects Pokemon cards. She doesn't play Pokemon. She just collects the cards because she thinks they look neat. <laughs> and, and the library is a Pokestop so you know every time I go to the library I try to try to make sure to get the picture and get her a card. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there have been times where we walked around and, like, we have this, like, outdoor mall in the downtown area, so we'll just kind of, like, we, not not so much now, but we'd walk up and down, like, hitting all, there's, like, five or six different Pokestops right there, <laughs> so we just keep hitting them, and there's, like, EVs all over the place, stuff like that, but, yeah, not, not so much now. Okay. I bet it's really good for, uh, or was really good for car rides, too, for kids. Just sit in the back and just like collect Pokemon for an hour. Yeah. No, you can't. You can't do it while you're in the car anymore. No. I got the screen that says it's like, "Whoa, you're going too fast." It's like Pokemon no, but Go you cannot can... be used while driving. <laughs> no, you can. If you close the pop-up, I think the po- Pokemon still appear. Oh, that's crazy. Cool. <laughs> I think. I guess I haven't been testing it that thoroughly, to be honest, but. Well, I I did it while running up the stairs to my house, so (laughs) apparently I was running, like, super fast. (laughs) That's awesome. I I think it's probably just a GPS messed up. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I definitely got the message while I was standing still one time. So So what else, Michael? What what other games have you been playing? Um, uh, I've been doing... I'm playing the... uh, I think it's, yeah, Campfire Mystery, no, Campfire, I'll just look up the name, uh, Campfire Legends, I think, Campfire Legends Trilogy, I think okay. that's it, 
yeah, it's campfire. It, it's basically just a trilogy, and, and the premise is just a bunch of people sit around a, a you know a campfire and tell scary stories. So the first game is about an evil hook man, and the second game is about a babysitter who gets um, taken to a basement lab and tortured. <laughs> and and then the third game, um, the third game is the sister of the babysitter trying to find out what happened to her sister, and she also gets trapped in the basement lab. Fun. It sounds like Are You Afraid of the Dark, the game. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. It was pretty fun. Yeah. It's like, it's like Hidden Object, or? Yeah, that's the problem. It's awful, yeah. Hidden Objects. <laughs> <laughs> game number three is the only one where, like, you, the game really forces you to work for hints, to try to get hints, which which is just no fun. Game number three um, is the one that has... Uh, like if you if you've used up all your hints and you just wait two minutes, they give you a free hint. But who's gonna sit around and wait two minutes unless you're really really stuck? So I give it a thumbs down uh, on that front. But story wise, it 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 was a fun game. Going back to the Nancy Drew stuff, uh, part of the reason it's been delayed is that they they wanted to switch platforms because um they just used an in-house platform since. You know, since like nineteen, since like nineteen ninety six or something, and they just, sure, just sure. kept on changing it and messing around with it. But now they want—they're trying to switch over to Unity, so they can release okay. the game for iPad as well. Because I remember they tried to get that one game on the iPad, but it didn't work. They had a Kickstarter for it. Right. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Nancy Drew, uh, yeah. Lost Tomb, and it, it didn't even make like a tenth of what they expected. So they did release game yeah. number 27? No. Uh, I mean, they did release one of their games for the iPad, and that ended up being... I wouldn't say a failure. I think, I think it went well, but I just... Um, they had to like, you know, in order to make it not a humongous size for the iPad, they had to like re-render every single one of the animations and you can tell that they're using um you know less high quality characters and such mm-hmm. it's like oh why is wade blurry all of a sudden <laughs> when did the when did the look most recent game come out did you say it was um may 2015 oh and they announced that they're you know, they, they let go of the voice actress who does Nancy Drew. Oh. oh. I don't know, Lonnie Manella is a good voice actress. At least she's still got other games. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Thanks. You see, I think the thing is, I, I, I mean, I remember submitting, like, a Nancy Drew speed run to, to Speed Demo's archive, and the first thing they did was just make fun of Lonnie Manella's voice. It's like, whoa, Oh, jeez. I'll believe Nancy's 18 if she's been smoking cigarettes for 17 of those years. <laughs> Let's go solve this mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget what series she does. I know she's in Super Smash Brothers. She played the Earthbound, Earthbound characters um, oh, really? in Smash Brothers. Which I guess, oh. I mean, they don't have official voice actors, so... Why not just get somebody to do it? It's fun. So wait, is that like how far back does that go? Is that like her shouting whenever I'm just like spamming PK Thunder at people in the N64 game? I think 
Yeah, I'll, I'll check. Let's look it up now. Smash Brothers. She's been in Smash Brothers Wii U, Smash Brothers DS, uh, Smash Brothers Brawl. That's as far as it goes. She did Pit. Uh, she did okay. Pit, Lucas, and Lynn for Brawl. Okay, okay. That's pretty cool, though. Did Did they have and the uh, Earthbound characters in the first? I think they did. Um, in the N64 very NES, I think, right, and that's it. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, because I, I remember playing that game, because I've never played Earthbound before, but um, one of the items in that game is that Earthbound, you know, the character with, like, Mr. two Saturn. feet and a giant nose. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is that monstrosity? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a reject from, like, a Dutch cartoon. It's very strange. Yeah, but but then, then I actually saw Paul play um, Earthbound, and it's like, oh, now it makes sense. That playthrough, that yeah, it's 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 almost upsetting to me how many people have watched me play Earthbound. <laughs> I don't I don't like it. <laughs> like we needed to cap that at like fifty people. Like that's that's more than enough people that should be sitting around watching me play Earthbound. Oh man, she's she's done the voice of the Koopa kids since like two thousand nine, since New Super Mario Brothers. We jeez, oh, she doesn't even need the uh, the Francie Drew series. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I say Francie Drew? I did, didn't I? You did, uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> are, are we going to... Is that game coming out anytime soon? <laughs> uh, it's, it's on the schedule, but uh, well, next is going to be The Beard in the Mirror in a few months. Uh, and then this we just uh, teased this on Twitter, but I might as well announce it to the podcast, too. Uh, Life in the Dorms is finally coming to PC. Woo. Yeah. Um, not sure when. Uh, early next year, probably. But uh, don't don't hold me to that. Um, so Francie Drew too, probably sometime after that. <laughs> oh, uh, when is Who Am I? Uh, the Let's Play yeah. disaster. Well, that's actually, that'd be something for us to uh, talk about because we were um, talking about maybe like trying to group them all together as one big release on like Steam Greenlight. So I, I don't know. Maybe we want to just not even release them individually. Just release release them as a set. I'm not sure. Depending on if we can come up with a cool name for the set, that is. Yeah, that's going to be the main problem, is coming yeah. up with names for video games. I feel... I mean, even going back to these, uh... Going back to, like, the Scott Adam Adventure games, I looked at these titles, it's like... Adventureland, Pirate Adventure, The Count, Mystery Funhouse, Ghost Town. It's like, well, coming yeah, up with video game titles is hard. <laughs> Really super is like how many emails did we send back and forth just to settle on Cat President? <laughs> Cat President was like the working title, and we couldn't think of a better. We one just gave for up. Years, so we well, just... no, you had that really good one. I really liked uh, America's Next Cat President. I thought that was so evocative, and until it turned out there was a reality show with basically that name, <laughs> like America's Next Cat Celebrity or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or um, my cat is running for president. I I I, I sort of had a soft uh, space in my heart for that one, but uh, that sounded too much like it was your pet cat, unfortunately. <laughs> Not your boyfriend's cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm surprised there haven't been more people upset about that part of the game. <laughs> the whole dating cats thing, but I guess I guess that's that's normal now. Oddly enough, yeah, I think there's there's a good amount of games where you can date animals on yeah. uh, on Steam now. <laughs> <laughs> 
nobody played the the frisky pathway. Uh, uh, is there like one pathway that's more popular than the others? Oh, I've seen a lot of people who really like Doctor Nom Noms. Why? <laughs> I... <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I guess everybody liked the politician he's based on. <laughs> no, it was interesting because like, I watched a, a couple of live streams and one was Dr. Nom Noms and the person was getting really into it. She was doing like this goofy Russian accent for Dr. Nom Noms the whole game. And, and everyone in the audience was like, wow, this game is so weird and cool. And then uh, like the next day I watched someone streaming, uh, I want to say it was DJ Nibbles. And uh, the there was like there were two Twitch people doing it and they were kind of into it, but they were also really into um, wearing goofy hats. Like, they had this bit going on the whole time with one of the commentators was, like, just stacking giant hats on top of herself. And uh, everyone in the audience was paying a lot more attention to that than the game itself. <laughs> it's really weird to watch people stream a game that you made. <laughs> I bet it is. It's, all, it's kind of upsetting. It's a game that you've been working on. We've been working on... I wrote it in November, so yeah. it comes out in September. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I even bother trying to write write the uh, Banders DLC? Uh, <laughs> we can keep thinking about it. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'd have to still figure out how DLC works. It was, it, was, it was real fun to figure out how updates work when I had to submit an update to the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was... It, it turns out it's actually like I, I thought like I would have to make like a separate patch file and upload that, but no, it was really just like I update the game on my computer and then I send that to Steam and then it update it like patches on everyone's machine automatically. I was, oh, I was that's good. Very, yeah, I thought it was going to be way harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I mean, for all I know, maybe DLC works the same way. Like I just make a build of the game that includes this pathway and then if you download the dlc it updates to that build maybe something mm. like that but I, I don't know that would be great if that's what it was because that would make it really easy to do i was seeing a lot of reviews of people asking for cards um well there are there should there are trading cards um no achievements oh, yeah there should be oh, okay. maybe, maybe i set the uh, unlock rate to be too long because <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing it lets you do too is like you set how uh, the intervals that the Steam trading cards unlock at. Um, I forget what I set it to, actually, but maybe, yeah, maybe I made the intervals a little too long for people. But yeah, there's, uh, if I recall, there's cards just for all of the all of the, the candidates. Um, and then, like, if you make cards on Steam, it turns out you have to make, like, emoticons and backgrounds and badges and, like, 600 other things. So uh, if, if you collect enough trading cards, I'm pretty sure you can get um, emoticons of me and Michael in, in, on your Steam. So I'm going to work on that. So that's Just exciting. leave the game open in the background. Yeah. <laughs> no, people should, people should definitely be trading these cards because I think we make money on each sale of a trading card. So absolutely. I'm pretty sure you do, yeah. <laughs> so absolutely do that. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a real fun experience learning how Steam works. This was all like completely new to me. Even though this is we, like the third game you've submitted. Yeah, to Steam. well, no, we only yeah, <laughs> but none of them are finished. This is the first one I've finished. But like all of our other games had just been released on uh, Itchio, which is works very very differently. Like is Itchio like you make a build and you go on the Itchio website and you put you upload the file just like directly and that's it. Uh, Steam like I had to 
download all the Steamworks stuff and like run through the Steam command file, which is like DOS, basically. Like I had to upload it through DOS, hmm. which was very, very surprising. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be sharing these details or not. I should probably stop here. But uh, it's been, yeah, it's weird and fun, fun to learn. It. <laughs> yeah. What would it be like if older video games had Steam? I don't know. NES game. I mean, NES games had achievements. What would they be? <laughs> oh man. Podcast topic. Yes. Jump like, ten thousand times in Super Mario Brothers. I don't know. I mean, you get a lot of like any like some of the really harder NES games. Like you would be working hard to get those achievements to like beat the game, even like Ninja Gaiden stuff like that. Yeah, like, that would be hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, like, a lot, a lot of those games don't need an FU extra degrees of difficulty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just predicting. I'm, I'm like, I'm picturing Nintendo releasing like a printer, like they had like the Game Boy printer that like prints out actual physical trading cards as you unlock them, and that sounds kind of fantastic. I can see that. Hmm, okay, we still got like five or five or ten minutes left, and then we'll wrap up the podcast. <laughs> We already said what games we've been playing now. Um, we've already talked about. Is there any recent gaming news? Uh, I got really excited. Have you guys been reading it all about? Uh, probably not, but the the new Telltale Batman game that's been coming out lately. I've heard about it. I, uh, I, I so, yeah, I mean, I don't care about Batman at all, but <laughs> it has a really cool multiplayer feature. Like you. Um, it works all like Jackbox. Like it gives you a room code, and anyone can log into your game with uh, their mobile device, and you can set it so everyone votes on on like the dialogue decisions and stuff that you make instead of like you just controlling it directly. Which oh, that's I think cool. It's a super fascinating way to do. Like, I mean, it's essentially a multiplayer visual novel. Like, that's really really cool. That is really neat. Yeah, I like that. I could. I could probably. I, I think that's probably geared toward your like Twitch TV and stuff. That's what. That's the thing, though. They say the. They actually explicitly say it should be local only because the um, the lag when you're streaming it, it would it would it wouldn't like drive with the game. Like by the time, uh, the decision timer runs out, like it'll just be showing the decision timer on people's screens. <laughs> so they huh. like they actually explicitly say it should only be a local experience until like we can get one-to-one streaming. But, yeah, it does sound like it's made for that. Like, oh, man, that would be so good. Yeah, it sounds like a Twitch Plays Batman thing, like that yes. Pokemon thing they did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would it would get me interested in Batman, which is quite a feat, so. <laughs> God, now we're going to get comments about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, do you know if it's at all related to those those? current Batman games, Batman Arkham Asylum. No, it didn't look like it. It looks like it's based on uh, mainly the comics. Okay. It's got that aesthetic anyway. Because I never could get into, I mean, actually I've never played the Batman Arkham games, so it's wrong to me to say I never could get into them, but from what I've seen, it looks like the sort of game I'd love playing, except it's just too gigantic, and it takes forever Mm. to get from like point A to point B. Yeah. No, I mean this is these are just like, you know, the the Walking Dead game. I mean it's it's the Telltale game basically. Like it's it, they have their cookie cutter and they they use it quite a bit. 
it's you know you walk around you talk to people you decide who lives and who dies all that kind of stuff I don't remember that and back to the future what <laughs> <laughs> well back to the future was like one of the last ones they made of the old like they, they don't really make like straight adventure games like that anymore it was like right after that they switched over to uh, the walking dead uh, the wolf among us like all these like I mean that's really they are essentially like uh, 3d visual novels like where the chief gameplay is you choosing dialogue responses and then like making big impactful decisions that you know have repercussions throughout the series like that's that's like the walking dead was their first one and then they kind of like was huge for them so they they kind of stuck with that it's, it's the same thing as like life is strange too life is strange is very similar gameplay uh, if you played that or watched that at all he has to decide whether his best friend lives or dies and his best friend <laughs> is also a talking pie that sounds awesome yeah wait we should we should be working on one of these <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it is i mean the gameplay really like is very reminiscent of visual novels to me i i, I again i think that's one of the, the sort of thing that would make a lot of people angry if i said walking dead is a visual novel but like Get rid of the parts where you walk around, and it is. <laughs> Get rid of the walking. Yeah. Get walking out of Walking Dead. And then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I poke fun, but I actually really like most of those games, at least the ones that are based on licenses that I'm into. Um, not so much like the Minecraft and Batman ones they've been making lately, but Walking Dead's really good. <laughs> I've liked those from what I've played. They're they they are a lot of fun. Like they're they offer a little more than just looking at stuff, picking up stuff. <laughs> just enough to kind of mix it up a, a little, but not so much that I'm like, this isn't an adventure game. This is just an action game. They're <laughs> they are fun. Yeah, a lot of like quick time puzzles, stuff like that. You have to quickly, you know, push X to jump over a tree in the yeah. middle of stuff like that. Which I usually don't like, but it does. It works in that context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay. Any other games coming out that people are looking forward to? I guess. You know what? There is. Oh, Cuphead. Have you heard of Cuphead? Oh, I, I saw a trailer for it like a while ago. I think. I just saw it recently. It looks amazing. Yeah, Michael, one... you might actually like it. <laughs> Cuphead. Oh, yeah, it. Oh, yeah. It looks perfectly like 1930s animation hmm. and it's it's pitch perfect it's really good right down to like the bouncing knees and everything it looks like 1930s animation it looks really wonderful yeah i remember they did a similar game i mean a game with a similar art style i think yeah i mean i just like games with cool art styles <laughs> yeah which is why i'm tired of like drawing pictures for games because i feel <laughs> like i can't <laughs> Oh yeah, we, maybe we should. We need to hire an artist at some point. <laughs> oh, I'm just complaining because I finished all the artwork. I I finished like seventy percent of the artwork for Trapped in a Soap Opera yesterday. Oh. It's like oh cool. I it's you know I I it's basically okay. Uh, you know, erase this guy's eyebrows, give him angry eyes. New picture. Erase <laughs> his eyebrow. Erase his mouth. Now he's smiling. New picture. It's just no. I mean that that works though because that's one of the other things that the visual novel people uh, didn't like in Cat President, where that uh, aside from Kale and his like ten different hats, we didn't like change the character sprites all that much. Like 
you know, the cats didn't have expressions. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's good even, you know, to do that in a small way. I think it helps. Well, plus I'm also mad at myself for writing really bad descriptions of what the picture should look like. <laughs> okay, like, um, triumphant. I don't know. I'll, I'll look up what I wrote determined i'm like i don't know how to draw determined <laughs> and snarky too i'm like i i looked on the internet google search for snarky face and there is no consistent snarky <laughs> face picture nobody knows what it's supposed to look like oh well, yeah, not in code here we oh, go, go some of my descriptions a board and deciding to do something because why not <laughs> one picture. That's pretty good. <laughs> Explaining stuff and tired of doing it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like those are actually really good descriptions. Like, that gives you a very, very specific uh, emotion to work with. I have a picture in my mind when you said those. Yeah, yeah. I, I just can't get the picture in my mind onto the actual... <laughs> on the paper. Actual Photoshop, yeah. <laughs> oh... But yeah, I really enjoyed um, while I've been coding Francie too. I really like uh, specifically Wayne Wayne Dower Wayne Wayne Dowers. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. I just really like the picture where he's sticking his tongue out. I think it's really funny looking. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me really happy whenever I get to use that one. I'm waiting for look look forward to that everyone in like February or whatever. <laughs> Do we have any any final things to talk about? Um, it's like I can check real quick to see if there's any more Nickelodeon news. There was something about a like a one-off episode of Double Dare hosted live on Facebook, but none of those words like made sense to me, so I'm not sure what that was about. That does just seem like a jumble of words that are quite linked <laughs> together. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what was going on there. Was um, Mark Summers involved? He was, I think, yeah. That's Although I feel like it would it would be kind of hollow without everyone else there. He needs like Harvey and Robin to riff off of. That's kind of what made it. I I only looked at the headlines, so maybe they were there for all I know. Oh boy! It was uh. it was it was on Facebook Live, and I don't know what Facebook Live is, but Mark Summers was there. I've never heard of Facebook Live in my life. Which plays Double Dare? Okay, so it's basically they did Double Dare at the San Diego Comic Con. This baby that's it. That's what out. happened. And okay. then they streamed it on Facebook. And Facebook, I guess Facebook must have paid for it to happen or something. So um, people who participated were the cast members from all that. Oh, and no then way, really? Oh. Random Nickelodeon employees. All right, this is what I'm watching tonight, if it's on YouTube somewhere. Hey. Actually, wait, that's weird. The, all that cast on Double Dare, that's like a weird like combination of Nickelodeon eras. Because I feel like Double Dare like, and all that like didn't even cross paths. Like There was a gap between those two things coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they so. just need like the cast of You, do, you Can't Do That on Television yeah. with the cameras, <laughs> and then it's going to be nuts. Okay, so um, I guess this is probably going to be our last podcast for a while until podcast number 100. 50 or 200 or whatever they decide Aww. to do. <laughs> oh, wait. They drag us out of the balls. They'll drag us back in my storage closet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The creepy uncles will come out for Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, no. We're the creepy uncles now. Oh, no. We should not have used that term. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good double dare team name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man, wait, we need to do like creepy uncles versus the Game Cola college kids. That'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah, isn't Game Cola family game night something that's still Yes, yes it is. They recently they revived it. it. They figured out how to do it. Oh, more or less, yeah. We uh, I, I was there. We did it uh last Friday. We did um like Jeopardy NES with like Jetty controlling it and us like <laughs> shouting when we knew the answer. We were all like playing together against the computer. No... Uh, we played multiple times and lost, so it didn't go great. There's no double dare uh, NES that we've got to do, there right? Might be. Oh, there is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know there are like five versions of Jeopardy for uh, the NES, and only one of them is playable. <laughs> I think there was a sports one for NES. So if you yeah. want to see Game Cola really struggle, <laughs> yeah, no, like we struggled with normal version. It was <laughs> like it was modern rough. sports would be difficult, but this is like let 90s. alone 1986 sports trivia. <laughs> we also did like this impromptu session of of like a D and D kind of thing. It was kind of weird. Like uh, Joe. Joe Joseph Martin just like off the top of his head like narrated D and D campaign for us set in a train. <laughs> it was pretty fantastic actually. He was really good for, as I say, just coming up with it off the top of his head. It was oh, cool. I need to do that for um, you know the Nancy Drew Hardy Boys um, you know <laughs> RPG cast which everybody seemed to love. But I don't want to put the effort into writing something. Yeah, out. no. Talk to Joe because apparently he figured out how to just make it all up on the fly. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. Like, it was, like, an in-depth, like, mystery, too, like, with clues and stuff for us to find, which we didn't. We did really, really bad at, but <laughs> it was all there. <laughs> yeah, this should all be up on YouTube at some point. I don't think it's there yet, but uh, oh, we, we, we did it, like, live on Twitch. <laughs> we need to send this to, to uh, I mean, send the recording stuff to Nicholas Suprax so he can record um, Zero Escape <laughs> 3 uh -huh. for everyone playing these freaking games for the rest of our lives. <laughs> oh, wait. New new Phoenix Wright coming out on Thursday. <laughs> oh, how did we go an hour without talking about that? <laughs> oh, that's something we should have done. Like, remember yeah. our, our original uh, Game Cola podcast series where we talked about Phoenix Wright yeah, case by case and we talked like about... Case 1-3, I think, right? No, yeah. <laughs> we, we did Case 1-4. We, we can actually finish off game number one here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because i remember everything about that <laughs> that was the one where um uh, that, was the, Lana, that was the bonus one yeah it was that the was bonus the case bonus. that was made for the ds release and yeah. you know it was for all the people who had played the game boy version so they would want to get the ds release but they had the guy who was a cowboy <laughs> yeah he had really cool music yeah and they had um lana sky and ema sky who was basically you know maya 2.0 i don't know why they we were reluctant to bring Maya back, so they gave you a character who's just like Maya, except she has a crush on Edgeworth. Well, Maya can't have a crush on Edgeworth because she's with Phoenix for that forever. So there's that. Well, that's obviously what's going to happen in the new game coming oh, out. God, I don't. Here's here's a big secret. I don't know that I'm going to play this one. <laughs> the games have just like I mean, Apollo Justice was a big was a real valley for the series, but I feel like even since then, like. They've been better, but like each each successive game that comes out just like waters down the series and makes me more sad every time I play it. <laughs> like, yeah, I, 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 I actually this is fresh in my mind because I've used the uh, the time hop app with Twitter and it was reminding me like this time two years ago I was tweeting about how disappointed I was in the new game <laughs> <laughs> and how I kept falling asleep while playing it. 
Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, you must. I want it to be good. <laughs> well, what do you think needs to happen for the game to be good? It sounds like for the first time ever, I think there are like six cases. So, I mean, the most any game has had is five. So I feel like maybe that's a step in the right direction. I, I want it to be a whole game of like the bonus case from the last one with the dolphins. I like the dolphins case. <laughs> Just random unrelated stuff. I feel like that would be I, a good idea too. But I, I also like it when like there's like a, like a storyline going through all the cases. I don't know. I don't know why like... I just wasn't super into. I know a lot of it was because, and I think they fixed this in the new game. But in that one, like you couldn't like examine stuff. <laughs> like was not the one where you just go screen to screen and just like yeah, no, talk you to people? you can't examine anything at the crimes. Yeah, I thought that was kind of kind of lame. I don't know. There are only certain rooms that you could examine stuff, and that was because of 3D um, investigation. Those were the only rooms you That's, could examine yeah. stuff in. Uh, and spoiler alert, it really wasn't 3D. had nothing to do with 3DS. <laughs> it was just, you could look at a picture, you could look at something from drawn from two different angles. That's 3D. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that Maya's coming back, but it feels like it's three games too late, you know? <laughs> uh. Yeah, but I feel like... It's... And I, I also don't believe that she's actually in it. I don't think for a second that she's actually going to be there. They've teased us for too long. I feel like the reason why it's split up into six cases is because um, half of them are Phoenix having adventures with Maya, and then the other half is just Apollo and Athena doing whatever... The B team. <laughs> the B team, basically. So I, I don't know how the game is going to handle that. It, feel, yeah. it feels like it's they're going to put all the effort into the Phoenix storyline, and then Apollo's just going to get kicked to the side because he's awful. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get it eventually. I'll probably... like I'll, I, 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 I will have a moment of weakness and buy it, but uh, hopefully I can at least make myself wait to read reviews and see if the, you know people can convince me that it's interesting. Maya but becomes a drunken like, piano bum. It would be great. Like, I, that's what I'm expecting. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the, the recent games have all had, like, flashes of really cool, interesting stuff. And then, like I said, just parts where I'm just, like, literally falling asleep while playing it. Which which is not, not really what I want out of a Phoenix Wright game. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was probably the problem with game number five. It's like, oh boy, case... Case number one was interesting and great. The courtroom exploded, and somebody tried to kill Apollo, yeah. and it was great. And then all of a sudden, we're playing with Japanese demons. Yeah, yeah. I think it was it was what cases two and three. I think were real rough. Like the yeah, they yeah, were the one with wrestlers or something, which you think would appeal to me as a wrestling fan, but no, it did, did not work. Uh, attention, listeners! There may be some Phoenix right spoilers in this podcast <laughs> i think it's prudent to tell you that now yeah. <laughs> sorry you, you probably haven't played it have it have you christian <laughs> no but i don't really i mean i'm gonna play it eventually but it, it'll right. be far in my backlog and i'll probably play it when i'm 50 <laughs> yes no we, we won't we won't spoil be like i remember when paul and michael ruined this for me <laughs> they said there was wrestlers in it i really wanted that to be a surprise <laughs> I actually, it's made me want to play it now, so it's kind of bumped it up. <laughs> it shouldn't, me. it shouldn't. <laughs> the yeah. more someone tells me a game is bad, the more I'm like, we'll see about that. <laughs> but if people tell me something's good, I'm like, eh, yeah, I'm sure it is. Well, 
what hap- the problem is there's no actual wrestling. I think it's it's we we learn out that the victim <laughs> was a wrestler, and that's like oh we don't actually see people do cool wrestling. We make a game about cool wrestling. <laughs> oh man, that would actually be the perfect segue into turning Phoenix Wright into Mexican wrestler El Santo, <laughs> who has a series of movies. He was an actual wrestler in Mexico, and uh, a um. Uh, Lucha Libre wrestler, so the masked guy, and he would have uh, he had this series of movies where he was a dead serious like detective kind of Batman, like Mexican Batman, but he would never take off the mask ever. <laughs> so he'd be like on a date at a high end restaurant with a lady with a big silver mask on his face. It'd be great. It's uh, they're a great series of movies. I believe they beat Dracula. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> So that's so what that Phoenix would be a good right, yeah. That's where that's yeah. where Phoenix Wright is going. Man, if Apollo like was secretly a luchador, like I would fall in love with the series all <laughs> over again. He is <laughs> that ripped. Would, that would do it. <laughs> so, uh, I did comment on that. Cat, the um, animation of Apollo, it's like he's working out for a guy who sits at a desk <laughs> all day and files paperwork. Like <laughs> he's way more uh, buff than he needs to be. But yeah, so the the new game comes out like a, a few weeks as of this recording, right? Like September or something or other. Yeah, or... it looks like September eighth. Oh, geez, that's a week from today. Less than a week. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People might be playing it by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> and they'll, they'll let us know that it, they'll, they'll yeah, be oh mad boy. because yeah, uh... that Apollo is a wrestler in the game, and you just spoiled it for them. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just tell Batman and Phoenix Wright listen fans like not to listen to this episode? That would be that would be fantastic. Oh yeah, and there's there are two DLC cases. One of them, which is basically like case one five, it's basically we're gonna just make up a case which took place during the original trilogy <laughs> because that's what fans want. Oh, well, wait, really? Like that's like chronologically, that's when the case takes place. Yep. Okay, I'm interested. <laughs> In just the one DLC case. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's part of the charm of the DLC case is that it's, you know, does not really yeah. affect continuity whatsoever. Yeah. Well, that's why I liked the, uh, um, some of the manga, not the weird one, the good manga, was it was, like, non-canon, but these, like, cool little, like, just, you know, normal cases that took place during the original trilogy. They they were very charming. I really liked them. Tell me more about this weird one. <laughs> I don't think we need to talk about the weird one. <laughs> Um, Edgeworth gets turned into, like, an eight-year-old boy, so he can have a crush on the oh, eight-year-old man. girl character. Oh, I'm done. I remember that. Just remembering what is wrong with humanity? Isn't there Maya and, and a cat, uh, some sort of scene? <laughs> or some sort of animal? It was not, a, it was not okay. It was oh, a cat. No. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it, everybody gets shipped with everybody is the bad monk. <laughs> no matter how ridiculous it is. Yeah, of course. Ed- Edgeworth yeah. dreaming of Maya in the shower or vice versa. It was one of those. It, he was in the shower <laughs> yeah. and he was fantasizing yeah. about her and Phoenix dresses up like Edgeworth for some reason. <laughs> it was extremely upsetting. <laughs> On that note... <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. This has been the Game Cola Podcast. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening for the past 100 podcast episodes. Yeah. Um, thanks, guys. I guess, yeah, keep on listening. I don't know how long the podcast is going to keep going. Go, it's going to go forever. 
Yeah, we'll we'll be back for episode 150. Mm-hmm. Unless we die. Yep. Yeah, well. <laughs> we'll be complaining That's about Phoenix Wright, Phoenix Wright 8. <laughs> yeah. At that point. No, we'll be talking about how cool it is that Apollo became a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, bye everybody. Bye guys. So long. That is it for the podcast. A big thank you to everyone who has listened to our podcast over the years. We cannot believe that we have actually recorded 100 podcasts. This is an amazing achievement, especially because we never come prepared to any of these podcast things. So stay tuned for part number two of this podcast, hosted by Alex Jedrzak, followed by part three, hosted by Joseph Martin. For more video game fun, check our website, GameCola.net, gaming beyond the mainstream.